Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. Before we begin, I just want to start off by saying I'm going to need y'all to breathe in and breathe out. Because this episode is going to be something else. (laughs) Honestly, I don't like getting political. I don't like talking about difficult topics for some, but I have been really deep diving into the world of sexism and misogyny lately and truly realizing how much of it still goes on today. You would think that we could live in a society where nobody is racist or misogynistic or sexist against certain people, especially people of color, but that is not the truth. That is not the case. We live in a world where this shit still goes on, gets swept under the rug, and it's not talked about enough. And being somebody who is white and has a platform that has people who listen on their platform... I think it's my responsibility to talk about this because I have a platform that other people don't even have the chance to have. So I'm going to come out here and we're going to talk about the difference between sexism and misogyny. We're going to talk about my experiences with sexism and misogyny. And I also reached out to you guys via Instagram and I asked you about your experiences. So you guys are going to have a little chance to talk on here as well. So I'm really excited about that and to have like the community actually involved in this. To be honest, this stemmed because of something that happened to my family in which I realized that women are looked at much differently than men. If a man goes on Instagram, for example, and shows a photo of himself with no shirt on and just shorts and he has like six pack abs or looks super hot, nobody's gonna say shit. But the second that a woman posts a picture of herself that is a little bit more quote-unquote spicy than the normal photos that she's posting, some people aren't going to like it so much. I posted recently a photo of myself, and I had this boudoir shoot from my friend Kelsey, who is an amazing photographer, just to kind of inspire myself and others to accept their bodies the way it is. And to be honest, for years, I haven't really accepted my body the way that it is. And I've finally gotten to a point where I'm taking care of myself, not only physically, but mentally as well. And I love my body now. I'm able to look in the mirror and be thankful for where I'm at today versus where I was a few months ago. And I wanted to do this shoot to inspire not only me, but to inspire others. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm going to be posting photos of myself looking like this all the time. It just is like, it's an example of a realistic type of body type that many people have and I wanted to put it out there because I know I'm 25 years old and I'm not always going to look like this and I just want people to know that this is a normal body type. Many women look like this and women want to see people that look like themselves. And the funny thing is, is like people that are older than me would look at it and be like, oh, you shouldn't put it out there because like people might get the wrong idea. Well, here's a couple of points that I would like to make for those types of people. One, if an employer saw those photos and they decided not to hire me because of those photos, I don't want to work for a company that is sexist enough to not hire somebody who's in love with their body and would rather not hire them because of that than their actual work that they're creating. Two, maybe you would think, oh, well, You don't want any creepy men to look at your stuff, do you? Well, 
here's the thing. I may have had men liking my photo, but every single comment on that spicy photo was from women. And none of them were creepy. None of them were gross. They were all amping me up and telling me how good I look. So keep that in mind when you think a creepy man might follow it. Because the third point that I want to make, if a creepy man is looking at your profile, they're not just going to jack off to that photo. They're going to jack off to all your photos. Truly. Like a creepy man doesn't just see a sexy photo and say, oh, there's my material for the night. They're going to see any photo and think that. So let me just shut down all of that right now and we're going to move forward with this episode. Before we begin today, I just want to say if you have anything that you would like me to talk about or speak out upon, or if you want to be on my podcast, you can email me at lettersfromtherapypodcast at gmail.com, or you can DM me on the Letters from Therapy Podcast Instagram page that is always linked on any of, pla- of my platforms. So please go ahead, reach out to me there. I would love to chat with you about anything. And concerning I have a platform that a lot of people don't have, I would love to be able to have you on and talk about any topic that you want to talk about that is important to you. So thank you so much for listening and let's let's jump right into it. So I want to talk about the difference between sexism and misogyny. And according to dictionary.com, sexism is a discrimination based on sex or gender or the belief that men are superior to women. A person can be sexist either consciously or subconsciously, especially when it comes to economic, political, or social discrimination of women. While a man might be described as speaking with passion or confidence, a woman who speaks in the same manner may be described as bossy or shrill. And I think a great example of this was back in the 2021 elections when AOC was speaking her mind. A lot of men were in her comment section being like, why are you so bossy? But they're favoriting the other side of things where a man is being bossy. So what the fuck is the difference? You know, (sighs) I'm going to be getting a little, (laughs) I'm going to be getting a little mad in this episode because This is a topic that like actually pisses me off. So I apologize if you're hearing my anger underneath all of this, just when you're a woman and you've dealt with shit like this in your life to a certain extent, because there are people that have dealt with this to a higher extent than I have. The fact that I have to deal with this at all is actual bullshit. So let's keep going. According to Medical News Today, there are six types of sexism. According to Medical News Today, There are six types of sexism. People categorize these sexism in several ways, such as hostile, benevolent, and ambivalent. Sexism can operate on different levels in society, and it can be institutional, interpersonal, or internalized. While we're on the topic of these different types of sexism, I want to first talk about hostile sexism. It refers to beliefs and behaviors that are openly hostile toward a group of people based on their sex or gender. Misogyny is an example of this. People who hold views that are hostile and sexist may view women as manipulative, deceitful, capable of using seduction to control men, and needing to be kept in their place. So to talk about misogyny just a little bit more and the extreme of misogyny, I think the best way to do that is to give an example of something that has happened in the past. The first example that I want to give is Elliot Rogers. Many of you probably know about this case, but he was an incel who killed six people in Isla Vista, California in 2014. Elliot made recordings of rants of 
popular kids that looked down upon him or how he was an amazing person and he was so hot and why do women not like him and just all these like different videos. I highly recommend looking it up because it's like an extreme case of misogyny, but is like the perfect textbook example of the hatred of women that misogyny is. For incels, sex is a proxy for things that they are ultimately after and feel entitled for, a sense of admiration and affection. For men like Elliot Rogers, entitlement can lead to violence. But while too much entitlement is bad, a lack of entitlement can also be worse. To give another example besides Elliot Rogers, in 2013, a Minnesota woman named Ray Florek accused her boyfriend Randy Vanett of raping her while she was unconscious and unable to consent. She later secretly taped him confessing again. Then he repeated his confession to law enforcement. But the police refused to press criminal charges. There's always two sides to every story, said Detective Dean Sheriff. Even though in this case, Vinay repeatedly agreed to the facts. Vinay and the police simply felt that having sex with a woman while she slept was not a crime. I am reading this and just like the amount of times we've heard this same story over and over again. The, the way that men in general, and also women too, we can't forget that there are also women who still look at it this way because of the way that they've grown up. The way that people that are sexist and are misogynist and incels look at the way uh, women are and they take that and they put it into a different meaning because it's their own ideology of what they think a woman needs to be is truly disgusting. Because Unlike men, women have been dealing with this shit for years. Like, when I was doing research on this topic, ancient Greece popped up so many times, and nobody thinks of ancient Greece as, like, something that happened yesterday. These are things that happened centuries upon thousands of years ago. Today, when we're looking at it, we're like, oh, well, it, it just, it doesn't exist anymore. Like, Women are getting better jobs and better pay, which I will get into because after researching this, I found out that that is also not correct. So in conclusion of misogyny, it refers to specifically the hatred of women. Misogyny is just more blatant than sexism. It's like the extreme form of sexism because it's taken out upon violence in actual hatred for women. Just a few more examples of hostile sexism include using sexist language or insults, making threatening or aggressive comments based on a person's gender or sex, harassing or threatening someone for defying gender norms online or offline, treating people as subordinates based on their sex or gender and punishing them when they quote-unquote, step out of line. Believing that some victims of sexual assault ask for it due to their behavior or clothing, engaging in physical or sexual assault. Now to move on to another form of sexism, benevolent sexism includes views and behaviors that frame women as innocent, pure, caring, nurturing, fragile, in need of protection, and beautiful. And some examples of benevolent sexism include basing a woman's value on their role as a mother, wife, or girlfriend, focusing attention and praise on someone's appearance rather than their attributes, 
believing that people should not do things for themselves, such as manage money or drive a car because of their gender. Assuming that a person is a nurse, assistant, or secretary, not a doctor, executive, or manager based on their gender. Supporting policies that make it difficult for women to work, have independence, or deviate from traditional gender roles. Ambelevant sexism is a combination of benevolent and hostile sexism. Some examples of ambelevant sexism include glorifying traditionally feminine behavior and demonizing unladylike behavior in media coverage, for example. Hiring someone because they are attractive, then firing them if they do not respond to sexual advances. D differentiating between good women and bad women based on how they dress. Now, to go back to my original story of why this even kind of came up for me was the fact that I was told by a family member that I would not get hired by certain companies because of the way I dress because it is perceived, quote unquote, bad. But if you go on my Instagram page and actually look through my content, it's not like I'm posting sexually explicit photos every single day. And keep in mind, the photo that I posted of myself, I am fully clothed. You cannot see my boobs. You cannot see... Well, you can you can see my butt in one photo, but like, I am fully clothed. My vagina is not out. My legs aren't spread out and I'm not inviting anybody in. But the fact that somebody can still take a photo that is somewhat a little bit spicier than my normal content and say, you're too sexy, is a prime example of unbelevant sexism because of the way this person has grown up in their lives. This is something that is learned. This is not something that you wake up one day and you just want to be sexist. This is something that has been taught to you throughout your entire life because of the way that you've been uprung, but also taking your own ideologies and forcing that upon other people is creating more insecurities for you at the end of the day. The next example of sexism is institutional sexism, which refers to sexism that is entrenched in organizations and institutions, such as the government, legal system, education system, the healthcare system, financial institutions, the media, and workplaces. For example, another indicator is the gender pay gap. This refers to a difference in the average pay that a woman and man receive for similar work. In the US, according to the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, a woman earns 82 cents for every dollar a man earns. Overall, women earn less than men in almost every occupation. Personally, I have figured this out on my own. I have had many jobs in the past in my life some of them good, some of them not so good. But there has been jobs that I've worked in which men were hired after me, but would move forward more than me because they're not seen as a bad person for certain things they do in their life. They're not seen in the same way women are seen in certain standards that we've had set for us. Another form of sexism is interpersonal sexism. And this manifests during interactions with others. It can occur in the workplace, within relationships, among family members, and in interactions with strangers. Examples of interpersonal sexism include telling someone they need to be more ladylike, judging someone for not fitting into stereotypes or femininity, such as being caring or submissive, making inappropriate comments about someone's appearance, talking down to someone based on assumptions about their gender, engaging in unwanted sexual attraction or touching, 
justifying sexist behavior by saying, quote unquote, boys will be boys. So I think to classify, usually a person adopts these beliefs involuntarily as a result of exposure to sexist behavior or opinions of others. Internalized sexism may cause feelings of incompetence, self-doubt, powerlessness, and shame. Some other examples of internalized sexism include making self-deprecating jokes about one's gender, such as blonde jokes. Uh, We've all heard blonde jokes and we always, we know it's sexist, but we still joke about it. Someone basing their self-worth on how desirable they are in the eyes of men. Feeling ashamed of aspects of being female, such as having periods or the female genitalia. Feeling that it is essential to conform to gender ideals, even if this means harming oneself through restrictive dieting, for example. And I think this is something that a lot of people have talked about lately on TikTok, and we've all kind of realized, like, the generation above us, the ones that created us, have had to deal with sexism their entire lives, and they portrayed that onto us, maybe not knowledgeably, but through certain things, such as dieting, for example. A lot of us have talked about how when we were kids, we were given those, like, 100-calorie snacks because... We were a little bit overweight or maybe we weren't the size that our parents used to be like when they were our age or maybe our parents were dieting and we followed along with them because they make us food. They give us food to eat and that's what we're going to eat. And when we would see them dieting and restricting and being harsh on themselves, we would do the same thing because we're being taught by our parents how to live our life. Even now, like when I see those 100 calorie snack pack things, I remember like having those and bringing them to school and there was like I don't know like six cookies in one bag and when you're done with it you're like I'm still hungry and I want to eat more but because it was a hundred calories it's not that big of a deal right like I can go a few more hours without any food but that's the ideology that the people above us have had because they have always had to be okay with being skinny and For people my age, most people my age anyways, I'm not going to say all because there are people my age that are sexist um, and racist and they hate their body size, so they project that insecurity onto others. But in my gender, in my reality, in my frame of living, then the people that I surround myself with, I surround myself with people that are accepting of everybody's body types and A lot of my own struggles with depression have to do with my body because my entire life I've been told I have to be this one way, but in reality, nobody fucking cares how you look. Truly, they they don't care. If you're like 600 pounds and yeah, maybe people will care because at that point, you're going to kill yourself because of how big you are, but every body is beautiful, whether it be the skinniest body in the world, whether it be one of the fattest bodies chubby women are fucking beautiful and I have had to learn that being a mid-sized girl is completely normal. There are millions of women that are my age, my height, and my weight and we are discriminated against because we're not we're not the prettiest, we're not the skinniest, we're not gonna be some model but you also have to look at the other side of it. There are also people that are skinny And they're told you need to eat more. You need to put on weight because you're too skinny. But there's no mediator in between. So I think it's really difficult being a mid-sized woman because you're kind of told both ends. Like you're told 
it's okay to be this thing. It's okay to be this thing. But it's never been told it's okay to just be yourself. I could honestly go on a tangent about that one for the longest time, but I have a lot to get through. So I'm just gonna keep going. Now, I want to kind of get into your guys' comments. I've had a lot of you reach out to me. I was very surprised, but also not surprised. I just want to go over some of my answers and just kind of share with you all what people had to say. I wrote on Instagram, uh, have you ever experienced misogyny? 91% said yes, and 9% said no. And out of all of the people that voted, they were all women. And the ones that said no, uh, I, I, maybe you just don't know what it is. And if you go to the next slide where it says, do you know what misogyny is? Yes, 93%. No, 7%. So out of 42 for yes and three for no, everybody that said they've never experienced hasn't even known what it is. So that just brings up the question, why is misogyny and sexism not talked about enough for these people to even know that this is something that has gone on with them? That's a question that I just want to ask you guys. I would love to hear it. Send me a DM. Let's talk about it. So then I asked, what was the time where you experienced misogyny or sexism? Caitlin says, regularly being accused of not knowing how to do my job of four and a half years by customers assuming I'm dumb for being a woman. I've had this happen to me before. To be honest, I've actually gotten fired from a job because this happened before because I knew how to do my job. Customer came in and told me I didn't and they called the management and the management listened to the customer over their own employee and they, they fired me. So I totally get that one. Tori says, too many to count. Lots in the workforce. Again, Another workforce comment. Kaylin says, agreed. I think a lot of times when we have people that are older than us um, and not in our generation, I think a lot of times they don't intentionally mean to be sexist or misogynistic, but they are because of beliefs from their upbringing, their parents, their friends, and people they surround themselves with. Jordan says, in AP Gov, I'm a girl, so I shouldn't know about politics or read news but I beat his score. I'm guessing you're referring to a guy that is in your class. So good for you. I could literally never take AB AP Gov when I was in like high school or college. So good for you. Love that for you. Leah says, when I worked for the government as a software engineer, I was literally called little girl by coworkers and also was always given the easiest tasks to do. I asked for help on one task and I was never given any task again that required actual problem solving. Meanwhile, all of the guys who joined the same time as me were given cool opportunities. Again, another workplace comment. It's just, I don't know. It's very, it's very frustrating for me to just hear how many women have struggled with this in their own field of work. Something that people have gone to school for. People that have worked really, really hard on becoming this thing that they want to be in their career, but because of sexism and misogyny, we're not allowed to do so. <laughs> Lexi says, how much time do you have? LOL. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing your name is Dana, but I'm not exactly sure. 
Uh, my group's production manager didn't take us seriously because we're girls. Yep, I've been there before. Gabby says double standards are a frequent thing. In quote, in parentheses, sex, eating, working, relationships. Uh, I definitely experienced this with relationships. I have another podcast I'm going to be coming out with in a few weeks about a narcissistic relationship that I was in. So maybe I will do a little Q&A about have you ever dealt with a narcissist before and get your guys' story on that as well. Uh, because when I dealt with a narcissist, I definitely dealt with sexism and misogyny uh, just due to the way that they were brought up in their culture. The last one um, is from Victoria and she says, I was going on a backpacking trip uh, when a man shouted at me to go back home to the kitchen. Jesus Christ. She gave me a few examples too. Another one being being the older daughter and always having to make the meals for my family. As somebody that is a only child, I cannot relate with you, but having friends who are the older sibling, I, I get this one. And a lot of you guys stay at home until your siblings are older or you live with them because they are still stuck in their ways. That's crazy. I don't know where you live, but if you live in an area that has more of a religionized culture, I can definitely see that being a thing. So to summarize this whole thing up, misogyny and sexism still exist, whether it's intentional or not. I think this is a conversation that needs to be had. Um, I think we need to talk more about this and solutionize how we can make this stop being a thing. But the problem is there's people that are too offended when they're told that they're being sexist. But in reality, just like racism, it needs to be a learning point. It needs to be a point when you can step back, get out of your ego and listen. Listen to the people that have dealt with this their entire lives. Because I promise you, there has probably been a time where you or me have been sexist without even knowing it because of the way that we grew up. I think the second that you start to rationalize why people are being the way that they are is the second that things can get done properly. But if the people that are from an older generation or people that grew up with misogyny and sexism prevalent throughout their lives can't do that, it's never going to happen. I always say for myself that when I'm older and my parents have passed on and my family has passed on and I'm the older one and I have kids or if I have kids or if my friends have kids, we're all going to look more of the same because we're all going to have learned these things that our parents were never able to do. The second that you start to learn it and put it onto other people is the second that we can have a chain reaction happen. So I believe the second that this is talked about more is the second that we can actually have a conversation about this and not make it an egotistical thing. It's really hard to talk about it with men though. And I think that's where we get into the problems because there are men that still look at it as an egotistical thing saying, oh, but women are beautiful. I would never talk about that like that to anybody. But I think the problem prevails when you never had to experience this. I think the only time that you may have ever experienced sexism is when it's making your ego get a little bruised because you're a male and you've been given pretty much everything in your entire life. And that goes to say, again, um, I am a white woman. I am not a person of color, but black and indigenous peoples and people of color, BIPOC, anybody that has a culture has dealt with this more than I have. And to you 
if you are listening to this, I sympathize and I would love to hear you out because I have never experienced what you've experienced, but I am willing to listen. And I think that having this platform and making it more accessible for people to listen and want to hear things out and understand things and give you a voice, being able to do that on this platform is a reason why I do what I do. And I can only talk so much about my experiences and things that I've gone through, but I hope with this podcast someday we can talk about more harmful things that have happened in our world because these things happen every single day. Thank you guys so much for sitting with me on this podcast. Again, let's just do like a little breathing thing again because we went through a lot in this episode and I I think you all really just like heard my anger there for a little bit and I'm still like anger. I'm gonna like go to the gym after this and get the rest of it out before I go to bed tonight, but let's just breathe in and out. One more time. Breathe in and out. That felt good, right? Yeah, it feels so good. Okay. I love you guys so, so much. Thank you all for supporting me. And I cannot tell you thank you enough for how much you guys have supported me in the past few months. There's been times where I'm like, I don't know if I even want to do this podcast. But then the second I come and sit down to record it, and then I post it and I get to hear about how you guys feel about the podcast. I get to hear feedback. I get to hear stories from you guys. It just makes me feel like I'm doing something right in this world. And I'm really just, I'm excited for where this podcast could go someday, but I'm also just grateful that I even have this platform. So I hope you all have an amazing day. Go relax now after listening to me rant. I hope you have a wonderful, chill day. I love you guys so, so much. And I'll chat with you soon. Bye guys.